if the article you're writing is not in any way like anything else on page one of Google, then you're probably wasting your time because Google clearly doesn't want that content. <laughs> so th this is the way, this is the way you do it. It takes a lot of time uh, to do it, yeah. but you get it right, it can work well. Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven figure exit and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Today's sponsor is Eva, the most intelligent Amazon scaling toolkit online. Amazon sellers need exact, quick-to-read profit reports. Many sellers already pay a lot of money for these. Eva has world-class finance analytics with crystal-clear graphs included at no extra cost. Eva serves hundreds of seven-figure sellers, averaging a 51% increase in profits. To get a 15-day free trial, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash Eva. That's amazingfba.com forward slash E-V-A. Hey folks, welcome back to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven, eight figure Amazon sellers. So we're talking about direct to consumer sites. Why are we even doing that for Amazon sellers? Well, most serious Amazon sellers with six or certainly seven figure businesses that I know are very busy trying to get their direct to consumer site to work. Not easy to do, but Adam has cracked the code on this. Adam Wright from Super Green Tonic is our guest today. And we're talking today about um, how to create SEO um, in a meaningful way, how to do SEO rather how to do some keyword research and how to get cracking with uh, writing and blogging such that you get some organic traffic. So really critical basic of internet marketing for years, but still it seems really counts and has uh, produced a lot of money for Adam. So let's find out how he did it. Enjoy the show. So let's talk about yeah. the bit where you started making money, which is where the, the people want to jump straight in. I go, where's the bit where I make the money? <laughs> so obviously you're getting sales, I think from day one, from your understand, with no paid traffic. Is that right? Tell us about uh, that. That's right. Yeah. Actually, I, on reflection, I, I could have done this a lot better. And I, yeah, I could have taken actually a bit of a, a learning uh, curve from the gurus actually, and actually built up a, you know, a, a sort of excitement over the launch. Whereas it pretty much, I pressed a button, it went live <laughs> and I sent a few emails out. So I made sales, like you say, from day one, it wasn't a lot, but we sold three or four tubs as soon as it went live. But it, this, these were people that, that had seen my blog and actually had said, when is it available? Mm -hmm. I emailed them and then obviously I could sort of show on the blog, right, that it's live now, you can go across to the site. What I should have done in hindsight is generated an email list and actually had like an early bird offer. Sign up, 30% discount on the first sort of 100 people who come in the door. That's what I should have done in hindsight. So if I did it again, I would definitely do that. And actually, and that was the interesting thing about email. I'd never really done anything with email before. And everyone's telling me build a list and I'm building this blog and I'm not even building a list. And it was only when the brand was live and then we did the, the usual like email capture and, and then we started building our, an email list and, and 
I don't know if they want to segue straight into that, but that's actually what we found is a real sort of money earner really in terms of using the, the newsletter or actually just doing email marketing. Definitely want to talk about email marketing. I'm a big mm. fan of, of it. I think it's hmm, the pretty much the oldest form of, it predates the World Wide Web, doesn't it? Strictly speaking, I guess there's yeah. a difference in the internet, the World Wide Web and email came first. I remember looking at my friends in the mid nineties when I was at university, which dates me and they were using email. <laughs> I thought, why bother? So I just completely ignored it, but it, yeah. it still makes money. But before we get into that, give us a bit of a taste of the results. So how long have you been in business, first of all, and, and what sort of numbers that have you managed to hit? Yeah, yeah. We, in, we went live sort of towards the end of 2019. In a few months in 2019, we, we, we did sort of thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 in three months, maybe. So not huge amounts, but it was, like I say, in early days. In yeah, the following year, we did about three to 400. And then last year, we did around 600. We've had a step up from this year and we're on, we're well on course to do seven figures this year. It's early days, but we've really surpassed what we did last year. Yeah. yeah. I think so those good. are impressive numbers for a D2C site. I mean, on Amazon, those would be pretty healthy and D2C, I think it's like an order of magnitude harder because you've got to get your own traffic. So I, it's a good number. And, yeah. Yeah. This, and this is based off of even now when I do sort of paid marketing, not on Amazon, it's actually, it's really difficult. The ROAS is not great for us at the moment because it, it's still something that we're trying to crack and we use it, we're testing out a few different sources, but the, the SEO and the affiliates are the main channels for us. And obviously we, we're, we are now on Amazon. And so we do actually, okay. I mean, it's early days on Amazon for us because it was, that was a massive learning curve. And I do use an agency because to be honest, I, my experience early, early days with Amazon wasn't good. And so I basically just went and got an agency to help set me up and get me going on that. Wow. Interesting. So you're, you're really coming at it from the opposite uh, direction of a lot yeah. of uh, e-commerce sellers. Very interesting. So Definitely. definitely want to talk about email marketing. Before we get into that though, tell us about this blogging. Obviously it's worked well if you're getting on track for seven figures, most of which is driven by SEO and affiliates. Let's talk about affiliates as well, which is very interesting. Yeah. Obviously you consider being an affiliate marketer yourself, I was selling other people's products. Presumably you've got other people selling yeah. for you. We'll talk yes. about that in a sec, because that's quite different from what the majority of us do. But blogging, mm -hmm. first of all, so we've gone through, so we've got the three phases. So I'm dotting around here, but I'm just uh, fascinated by your journey. So the, we had the three phases, you were blogging fairly randomly. Then you started blogging about super greens and supplements and things that you're really passionate about. Then you started blogging about your products development journey. Is that kind of, was that the main driver of commercially viable traffic? Do you think of what's been, what have you done in the SEO side to actually bring in people who buy stuff eventually? Yeah. You basically, um, if you've got nothing to do all day and you love writing random stuff, then you can follow that approach. But it is after a while, SEO is challenging. And it has, I've seen in the last few years, it's got, it's a cliche again, but it has got harder. There's more competitors. You've got to deal with Google, of course, Google updates. So even my blog, I've seen traffic sort of halve at one stage, then it went back up again. And so there is that sort of that Google dance you're playing with. But to be honest, I just kept on doing it because I, the blog, because it's almost like a personal brand now as well. So, okay, if I don't get green traffic, it's a shame and it will affect sales, but I still like the site. So I'm not going to stop doing the blogging, yeah. but you have to be more targeted. So what, 
what I've done is I did have someone to help write some content for me, but it is difficult to get someone to write content like this because it's a personal blog. So I would throw in like my anecdote stuff and actually interlinking between all of the different articles. I can do that because I know there's about 700 articles on the site. I know, oh, I obviously can't know all of the content, but you, I know if I've written about a particular subject, so I know that I can link with it. And Google wants to see that. Google wants to see that you're linking between content on your site and other resources, authority sites off your site. So that's easy for me to do, but the, what I did do last year is I slowed down a bit with the blogging because I found that my focus was actually more on the blog than on the brand. <laughs> so I, it was like the 80, 20 rule. I was 80% doing my blog and then writing the content and thinking, oh, I need to write about this. And this is an issue with my brand or developing a brand, let's write about this. But in the end, like last year, I realized that if I wanted to run this as just a one-man band, then fine, it can be a lifestyle business. But last year, I realized that I need to develop the brand and it needs to be more than it was. So we did a rebrand and we repackaged the, the labels and stuff and actually took it to the next level to make it more of a household brand. So that's where like last year, so I took a step off the, the blogging a little bit, but now I'm basically writing a ton of content about, you know, health and wellness and nutrition that in, in itself may not get much traffic, but it supports the site. And the site is about greens, vitamins, you know, nutrients in general, particular diets, fasting, etc., and, and a little bit of sort of chronic fatigue syndrome, which was which is why I suffer, which is why I did the brand in the first place, to be honest. Interesting. Yeah. yeah and I've had a, I've had a client who developed his own supplement to, to secure his own, one of his own medical conditions, which I thought was really mm. strong. We lost touch. I don't know. I think he was frustrated with the fact that it takes time to put together a good brand. I don't know. Maybe I was too slow, but uh, yeah, it's certainly, it's a strong connection to people who are taking supplements. There's a lot of people with lots of different medical yeah. issues out there are chronic, right? Which aren't necessarily acute enough that it's not cancer or stroke or heart can that attack yeah. that's going to take to a hospital and they can fix you or, but yeah, it's out there. So yeah, very interesting. So you also, I, I, what I'm getting from your story is a lot of identification between the people who might consume your products and you, there's not that big mismatch that you sometimes get yeah. somebody like selling stuff because it will make money, but they don't care. There's, there seems to be a really overlap between you and yeah. your audience really. Yeah. In some ways, if you have that approach, it's easier. If you're, if you've got thick skin and you can just sort of try something, dust yourself, if it doesn't work, dust yourself off, do it again, do it again. It's like the classic, like VC investing, isn't it? You invest in 10 things, hmm. nine of them won't work, but you just need one and it's great. Yeah. <laughs> that's the allure of that way of thinking. And that's the allure, I think, of the stuff that I've, I've been there. And that was the allure that got me in, I think, and is that Helium 10 or Jungle Scout or some research tool, it was Google yeah. Analytics, perhaps in your case, is going to tell you the answer. But I just, honestly, my experience of people who've really built brands is that actually caring helps. It, I just don't think yeah. you can cut through the noise and talking SEO is competitive, Google SEO is what we mean here, but mm. Amazon SEO is also competitive. Amazon goes through waves of horrendous slaps just as bad as the, the panda slap or whatever the latest mm. google slaps are for, for ranking so 
in that environment with hyper competition, I think actually caring probably really helps. <laughs> I think it's actually, yeah. a, it's just an old school, unreplaceable thing that people will attach to people who, about the thing they care about, really genuinely care yeah. rather than fake it. So there you go. And that's bad news yeah. for those of us who are less attached to p particular things. So tell me about the SEO then, because it's obviously a big success. It was the first thing that went the first time. It sounds like it's, it's responsible for, I don't know, what, half of your sales last year, even something like that. Yeah. Assuming yeah. the paid ads is small and affiliates is 40%, then guesstimating yeah. here. So that's still a success. So again, let's dig a little bit more into the specifics of this. What is it that's driving that success? You've, we talked to quite sort of general terms. You write a lot. Obviously, you write a lot in very general terms. Are you writing very, you write about, writing things that are good for the brand, even though they're not necessarily going to drive sales or even traffic. But what about yeah. the pieces that actually give you the cash cow? How do those pieces yeah. get written and how do you choose what right. to write about? Tell us a bit more in detail. Yeah. If you could rank number one for say, for argument's sake, greens powders, <laughs> you're, you'd be getting a ton of traffic. Okay. It's not bottom of the funnel. Like what is the brand or the brand review? not that type of traffic, but it is pretty close. So that is very much like a, yeah, actually, I guess the simplest way of doing it is you're writing blog content that will cover in an ideal world, the whole uh, funnel. So you're writing about general, it could be greens related sort of multivitamins in terms of certain ingredients. You could be writing about them, knowing that actually people will be interested like ashwagandha. It's a great ingredient. It's in a, in a number of like greens products, but it, this is an ingredient that's got really popular in the last few years because it helps with stress, you know, it helps relax. So this is why, yeah, if you can write a ton of content about this ingredient, then obviously there's some people just curious what this ingredient is, but some people actually want to take it. And then it's about trying to convert those people to a product that has this ingredient in. And okay. it's not, and to be honest, it's not necessarily mine. There are some great ashwagandha products that, that just have that ingredient in it. In which case, what I do is I say, if you're looking for a, just a product with ashwagandha in it, then these are a few. And actually I do recommend in some cases, Amazon, although they play, they pay rubbish affiliate commissions, but I will mm -hmm. say, yeah, just have a look on Amazon. Yeah. And interesting. Yeah. So you're willing to recommend things that are, again, it feels like it's about three things, which is more sophisticated than your Amazon seller uh, is just generally, so I'm going to pay for click today. Can I get the sale tomorrow or the next day? This yeah. is like a, a slightly more sophisticated is you've got to build a brand that people actually care about. But also I think what you're also doing is, is giving content that invites people to come back to a trusted source of content, yeah. whether or not you make any money from it that day or that month. Which yeah. I think is really smart. It's exactly why I'm, you know, interviewing you for, for the podcast. I, I don't think, I don't know if we've got any affiliate deals set up or not. To be honest, I don't think it's that important. What's <laughs> important to me is engage the audience. Okay. So let's talk about a little bit about this, um, covering the whole of the funnel. In other words, so those who are not familiar, the top of the funnel is basically pe people, things like, I feel a bit tired. What supplements could I take? Fairly general sort of question to Google. Yeah. And the bottom one is cheapest ash ashwagandha supplements for UK yeah. males or something very specific, high, yeah. high buyer intent. Are you trying to hit all those people at different stages of the buying journey slash the funnel in one article? Or are you trying to separate out on different articles? So some are, are designed for those who are very close yeah. to buying. How do you split that up between the different articles? What's the sort of blog structure, if you like? 
Right. The first point is I should be. Now, whether I'm doing that effectively is up for debate, but I should be. That's what I should be doing. But it's a case of, to be honest, if you're trying to rank in Google for, you know, I'm feeling tired, what can I do? You're never going to. You're never going to rank for that. Yeah, that was probably a bit of a dumb example. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was just an example. But it is it is a, a good point, though, because at the very top of the funnel, it's going to be difficult on a blog to get. You've got the Healthline, PubMed, you've got all of the Cosmo type high authority sites in Google. You're never going to get above there. And this is what some of the SEO tools are useful for. They can actually give you some data to say, if you're going to write about this, you haven't got any hope of getting on page one. Now there's a secondary, you could take the argument and I know I have done this and actually I first wrote about Green's products. I wrote a 9,000 word article that took me about a week to write about Green's and it was literally everything I could research on Green's. But in the end, it was so, so much information. It didn't actually, it wasn't a good article because it was just too long. So I broke it out and then I, in a way, broke it into like middle and bottom of the funnel type content. So for instance, I'll I'll write about on separate articles. So I I talk about the best greens powders, make it clear it's that my brand's in there and other popular brands. And like, I actually am honest that some of the other brands I quite like but again, there's some negatives and those negatives I've turned into why I've done mine. So I make it clear, you you have to be transparent that you're doing that. Obviously, otherwise it's deceiving. You have to be honest that you're doing this. And then I, but then I look at, I review my brand and actually say, this is a good thing. I also look at what the side effects with Green's products, the bloating, constipation, that they, some people do have these experiences and why. So we talk about that. We talk about common ingredients within these products which can then result in like another page with saying best for arguments say ashwagandha products. Oh, and if you don't want to buy a single one, why not buy a product that has it in and actually have the benefits of having all these? So you, you can do that. You can end up writing a massive list of all the content. And then if you're doing it like a seasoned SEO, you would go in use tools and go, okay, How much do I need to write about this? What sort of subject matter? What is the intent on this article? Is it purely informational? Is it commercial? If it's informational, then it has to have a certain informative content and not be promoting products. If it's commercial, what's on page one of Google? If the article you're writing is not in any way like anything else on page one of Google, then you're probably wasting your time. Because Google clearly doesn't want that content. <laughs> so th- this is the way, this is the way you do it. It takes a lot of time it, to do it, yeah. but you get it right, it can work well. Amazing. So one thing we've mentioned that I, I mean, this is going to be the longest interview ever, so I must let you go back to <laughs> your life at some point, but I'm just fascinated by the strategies and uh, the way they fit together. It's because, not because I'm not interested in your SEO experience, but I feel the tactical stuff is probably more talked about and there's probably YouTube videos galore about that. Yeah. But the way it all puts together and the reality of your journey is unique to you. And that's what I'm finding very interesting. Thanks for listening to another episode where we've interviewed Adam Wright from Supergreen Tonic about today, SEO for D2C e-commerce, the direct-to-consumer having your own website and getting your own traffic there. It's kind of the holy grail for a lot of people. And like the holy grail, it can feel very out of 
um, out of sight, untouchable, hard to get. So hopefully Adam's story tells you that, you know, from the horse's mouth, that it is not only doable, but can be very successful. So hope you took some good things from today. Um, the uh, two things to say are a couple of offers from Adam to the listeners. First of all, if you're considering selling your own supplements or you even do so, but feel you need some help, you can get a consultant consultation from Adam. If you go to amazingfba.com forward slash Adam writes, and what you'll get is a, a one-hour session with a roadmap, and you'll get lots of resources as well for fulfillment and manufacturing. So the nuts and bolts, the, the critical stuff we've got to get right, Adam can save you potentially months of trying to find those resources. So if you go to amazingfba.com forward slash Adam Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T, and you use the code AMAZINGFBA, you've got a 30% off as a listener of the podcast. Just remains for me to say thank you so much for listening to the podcast, and I hope you're enjoying um, talking about from the entrepreneur's perspective, which makes a change from agency owners and, and other experts, um, how to get your own DTC site actually working for you. Stay tuned. We're going to be talking in the next episode about affiliate marketing and his overall strategy for traffic, which is very interesting stuff as well. Thanks very much for listening. Listen, speak to you in the next podcast. Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.